0: you were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires to be made new in the attitude of your minds and to put on the new self created to be like god in true righteousness and holiness To follow God's example, therefore, as dearly loved children and walk in the way of love, just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. On this podcast, we're all about Christ over culture and obedience over feelings. We're going to talk about all things about being in Jesus, being in love, being in mama mode and being in the home soli deo gloria with love jillian hey sisters welcome to another episode of with love jillian i am jillian i want to say thank you for spending this time with me i always think i'm gonna go for like 20 minutes and then it's like an hour has passed and i'm like oh (laughs) hello (laughs) we're still going so i really do appreciate that you Spend time with me, whether you're in the car or in the kitchen or laying down or we're in the bathroom, TMI, (laughs) wherever you are, I'm really thankful we're getting this time together. Um, This episode, I I was going to record this episode like months ago. I remember getting really excited. I even made a graphic and it said, I'm going to tell everyone. (laughs) That was the title. I think it'll be the title of this one too. And I got really excited, but then something else like came up and I was like, oh, I really want to do an episode on this. And so I pushed this one, um, away and now it's perfect timing. God is so, I mean, it's always, let me, let me just preface that. Oh guys, there's the dogs. So if you're new to this podcast, I just have to tell you, I don't edit these episodes. So it really is like, we're just together. (laughs) So you hear my whole family, sometimes my children run in, the dogs are barking So I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry because it is just real life and it, you know, the home, your children, those things are way more important than recording a podcast episode. So thank you for loving me through the realities of my life. Okay. So let me preface something. It is always the right time to talk about this always. And that's kind of the point of the episode, but I'm thankful that I did what I did, you know, a couple months ago when I was going to record this and that it just, like, I'm really glad I'm recording it today. Um, I, okay. So, and maybe some of them are listening. I don't know. But I had a friend um, on Facebook. Well, I don't know her, but you know, she's, she follows my blog and stuff. And so, of course, she's my friend. She's my sister in Christ. She said, I don't know if you've seen this, and she sent me a link. I'm not going to say what it is because I don't want you guys going to look for it. Um, because we're not gonna give them any more ammunition or well, I'm gonna give them all the ammunition because they hate everything I say. (laughs) And I'm not gonna be quiet about the Lord. So that's I guess that wasn't the right phrase. We're not going to feed into what they're doing, and I don't want it to be um something that you're spending your time on. Let's say that. Um, but it's a basically like a place where you can write and talk about all sorts of things. And this uh lady i guess has a whole page dedicated to um mocking and even slandering and gossiping and some of the comments were really mean um about different christians who post on instagram and facebook and stuff and it wasn't just mine like my content i only found two of my stuff but there were other women that i actually know in real life um on there as well and they were You know, it was mean. It was some mean, mean, hateful stuff. Uh, It wasn't just disagreeing with the Bible or, you know, does God exist or not exist. They were, were, you know, throwing some really personal punches. And even about a friend of mine who has a lot of babies, they were talking about her. And it just, you know, it was sad. I didn't read everything because I'm not going to spend my time like that reading that stuff, um, but I'm, I've said this before, I'm going to say it again, my flesh is super sensitive, like I'm a sensitive woman, and my husband tells me all the time, because of course, I told him about this, and he said, you know, babe, if you're going to have this like public account in this public ministry, you've got to grow a thick skin, and that's just my husband, he's very like, <laughs> he's like a coach like, tough it up, soldier, like, oh, military, you know, his family's military, he's very much like that, now, he has grown in gentleness throughout our marriage, because it used to be just like, rub some dirt in it, (laughs) like, oh, you fell, (laughs) rub rub it on a rock, it'll be fine, (laughs) and now he's like, oh, my baby, you know, and he prays with me, and for me, and he's definitely matured so much in that area, um, and I do, I, he's, there is truth to what he's saying. Like As Christians, we do need to toughen up. And not because we're sensitive, but because we are standing on the side of truth. And number one, God has told us over and over and over and over again in scripture that this was going to happen. All the time he says, they hated me first they're going to hate you. John talks about it, he says, you know, like if you, if you were a part of them, of the world, they would love you, but you're not. So they hate you. But they really hate God. They hate him. You know, Romans talks about people who are dead in their flesh. They are hostile to God. So then when you have his children running around, <laughs> shining, you know, brightly, these beacons in the light, exposing the darkness. Yeah. They're not going to like that. They And with social media and stuff, it's a lot quicker to get that hateful, you know, response back to the things that you may be saying or posting or believing or speaking about. Um, so up until about two years ago, like I really only hung out with like-minded people. Um, unless I was like, I've shared before, like I kind of got mixed into a, ra- a wrong crowd Um, back in 2015, but I really wasn't talking about the Bible to them at all. They knew I was a Christian quote unquote, but there was no fruit in that at all. That didn't, I'm sure that really didn't mean anything to them because I did exactly what they did. Um, and wait, what was the point of that? Oh, so yeah. So then when God really got a hold of my life, I started actually giving the gospel to people to their faiths. And before it was more like I would pray for things or, you know, I would invite people to church and, um, you know, you know, I, I do have some stories where I could say like, oh, I invited this girl to Bible study and then she became a Christian. Like, that's awesome. But like, I had never like done any kind of evangelism. I had never like given the gospel to someone who was like spewing hate at me. Um, until about two years ago, and ladies, I'll tell you, it was uh, it, I'd never seen anything like it. I had never seen anything like the hatred in my face. I mean, we can watch videos, and you know, you you see it on social media, you see it maybe in on TV, you see it in ministry videos, but like I to actually witness it and have people saying these horrible things to you. And like saying that they want you to die, and you know that oh just calling you the most horrible names, just you know, to your face as you're giving the gospel, it's a diff it's a whole different experience (laughs) in ballgame. What's weird though is like in person I wasn't afraid, and God is so good, like that's not me, like because I am a chicken, (laughs) I am like a chicky chicken chicken. I I did a whole episode on anxiety. You guys know that I have a, a struggle with um worry and and even unnecessary fears. Oh my goodness, there's a pod or a podcast. There's a um sermon episode by Charles Spurgeon called Needless Fears. Please listen to it. It is so good. I have listened to it over and over and over again. It is So good. So if you're a woman and you deal with that sin of having anxiety and being afraid of foolishness, (laughs) things that are never going to happen, or you're just so scared of, you know, possibilities of bad things happening, definitely listen to that episode because he goes into the word of God and really, really, man, it will convict you. I love being convicted, (laughs) but that's the spirit of me. That is not my flesh. My flesh obviously does not want to be convicted. It loves its sin, but I love listening to these episodes that just like slay me because they do. They like Charles Spurgeon, Paul Washer, these great preachers that the Lord has blessed with to correctly exegete his word. So good. And Charles Spurgeon said something that was like, or maybe it was Paul Washer, one of them said, the word of God is inerrant, meaning it is perfect. There is nothing wrong with it. It is sound. There, it is like the breath of God breathed out onto pages. Perfect, perfect, without error. But we are not. And so, yes, even though the word of God is without error, you can read it in your, in your flesh and get it wrong. And, ooh, girl, I could tell you, I had gotten so many things wrong. If you don't know my testimony, ladies, for years, years, years in Bible college, I was the snotty, haughty, oh, that is good, snotty, haughty girl (laughs) who, like, people would be like, oh, well, you don't believe baptism is essential for salvation? Go talk to Jeff. And then I would be like, yeah, you're wrong. And I would be like, Acts two thirty eight AM mark, 16 sex. And I would go off on people. Ladies, I was wrong. <laughs> I have never been more happy to be wrong in my life. No, you do nothing to contribute to your salvation. Nothing, 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 nothing. So you can get it wrong. The Bible is perfect, but we are not. And that is why it's so important to pray for discernment. Pray for God to reveal truth, but also to listen to sound biblical men who God has put into um, authority in churches, as pastors, as elders, and to listen to them um, exegete the word of God properly and correctly. Because ladies, my theology for 35 years, 34 years was wrong wrong. And my father, I'm getting off on a tangent, so I'm sorry, but like my dad, he went to Princeton. My dad has a doctorate. He has all these master's degrees. Like he, they flew him in one time to, they were doing like this, I don't know, event. And he was one of the ones who got to translate one of the Dead Sea Scrolls. Like my dad has written theology books, but guess what? I love my dad. I respect him, but he's wrong. He's wrong. He's wrong. He believes in um, that baptism is what saves you. He wouldn't say it like that, but that's what he believes. He believes you can lose your salvation. That's contrary to what the Bible teaches. And I love my father, but he got it wrong. And he taught his children wrong. And he has all these qualifications. And on paper, he looks like he would know everything He teaches humanity. So historical Christianity, theology, he's got it, but he doesn't, he doesn't. It was wrong. So it's important, so important to listen to sound teachers and you might be thinking, well, who's a sound teacher? Ladies, there is a huge movement of people coming out and saying, this person is a false teacher and not because we don't like them. But because they are biblically doing things wrong, they are teaching against the word of God. They are twisting scripture. They are putting like they call it narcissism, like it's narcissism that they're like in in um interposing into the word of God. They make all these scriptures about themselves. They're they're it's wrong. The prosperity quote unquote gospel, um, the modern Christianity, progressive Christianity. This stuff is not biblical. It's not. So there are so many accounts. There are so many videos. There are so many churches. There are so many things that you can dig into and pray and go to the word of God and study and pray and you keep seeking. Like we don't stop seeking God in truth. This is a continual lifelong journey of sanctification. And we are justified completely in Christ, meaning our sin debt is taken care of. But now we are being made more holy we're becoming less and less like our old selves. So definitely listen to that Charles Spurgeon sermon, Needless Fears. It is so good. But yes, yeah, so when I was talking to these people um, at the abortion mill specifically and giving the gospel, because a lot of the times like the girls would go in and out and, you know, we would try to talk to the women, um, but at least at our abortion mill, which by the way is now closed. Praise the Lord. I will never forget one of their death escorts saying to me, his name was James, you'll never stop us. <laughs> That's what he said to me. He's like, you'll never stop us and laughed. And there, some of the people's laughs were like something I had never heard or seen. It was like, I mean, I even asked Pastor Josh, like, do you think these people, like, is this demonic? Like, of course they're like, uh, advocating and participating in one of the greatest evils ever. But I'm not just gonna go ahead and say they're demon possessed. But it was like, I've never seen anything like this. But yeah, this guy James, you'll never stop us. And months later, that is now closed. So I I mean it makes me like beam. God is so good. That abortion bill is closed. Anyways, um, but yeah, when I would talk to these people, cause like the girls would go in and we would, you know, plead with them to like talk to us, to come over to the there was a across the street, there was a free ultrasound center where we could take the girls and they could actually go see their babies. And we could talk to them about um, helping them um, with um, you know, medical needs or finances or whatever we could do to help them so that they would choose to keep their baby and not murder their child. Um, but when that wasn't happening, you just had these people out there who volunteered to lead the people in. We call them the death escorts because that's what they do. But these people, it's not like they just, like, went there and volunteered. They were nasty and vile, and they would play, like, the most horrible music really loud so that the girls couldn't hear us um, trying to talk to them. And uh, But they would talk to you, and they would say, I mean, vile things. And so we would give the gospel. I wasn't afraid. So like, even though I'm such a chicken and a scaredy cat and the Lord is really, really working with me on this, like truly, like this is something I'm like seeing like unfold about the, God is making my trust. Let's just say that my trust in him is growing and that is not anything that I have done. It is a gift of grace, but I seek him ladies. I seek him and I want it. I want it so bad. I want to be so enraptured in him so consumed with him that I am that person like (laughs) my family gets really annoyed with me not like my kids and my husband like my family family like my sister and I love her to death but like have you guys ever heard of the term Jesus Jukes like I hate it (laughs) it's like people who they call they call those uh the people who like always bring God into everything and like people find it annoying so (laughs) (laughs) well I do it to my kids all the time um like for example so my husband I feel like he could be a country singer (laughs) and that probably is just my bias as his wife because when he sings I melt but he's got like that twang to his voice and I just like oh I love it but he and I both enjoy like old like 80s 90s country music And so, my daughter's been, like, wanting to get into, like, different kinds of music. And, of course, we monitor that. And we say no to a lot. Um, But we were like, oh, you should listen to Garth Brooks. You know, like, some of these songs, like, they're beautiful. So, um, we've introduced her to some country music. So, on a Spotify channel, it went to Carrie Underwood. And the song, Jesus, Take the Wheel, came (laughs) on. And I was like, (laughs) take the wheel? God, <laughs> oh, sorry, it's making me laugh. You know, you don't ever have to let God do anything. Jesus has always had the wheel. In fact, you are trying to take it from him. <laughs> so like, it doesn't matter. Like, I am that person and I'm not going to apologize for it. Like, I will talk about God any place, anytime if it comes to my head, not because I'm trying to be annoying, but because it makes me think of like, how can you not like ladies, we're Christians, like he is our life. So when you hear the song, Jesus take the wheel, I'm like, that is not theologically sound. <laughs> he doesn't, you don't let him do anything. God does as he pleases. It's you trying to take control from him. <laughs> so like my kids are always laughing because I do like, I can't help it. Like, oh, so like earlier, <laughs> like, here's another example. So earlier I was out of coffee creamer and I was like, oh, I'm not a coffee creamer, but I'm not buying groceries. I'm doing really good on my budget and like keeping to it and not just like spending. Um, so like if I run out of something, I'm going to wait until budget time to buy groceries to buy thin. This is a part of me trying to grow in self-control. So I ran out of creamer and I was like, oh, <laughs> like I have no more creamer. And I was like, God's just trying to teach me that I don't need that creamer. I only need Christ. And like the girls are laughing because they know I do this. Like I will, t- I will talk about God <laughs> in any capacity. And again, it's not some kind of like oh i'm so holy and i'm so righteous ladies i this is like a this is all to his glory and honor because i wasn't like this 3 years ago at all i you know yes i was the snotty hotty girl at bible college but it was very like calculated like i would talk to like to these bible college people but i would have never gone and done street preaching not preaching, but like giving the gospel, I would have never done stuff like that. I would have been too scared. And I didn't know what I was talking about. <laughs> I was just like being a parrot to what my dad had taught me or what my Bible college professors taught me. But I didn't know because I wasn't a woman of the word. I wasn't. I would have said I was, but that would have been a lie <laughs> because I was not, there was no fruit in my life, none. I was a moral person, but even unbelievers can be moral that doesn't mean that they're in Christ. So, uh, yeah. So like, um, what am I saying? Oh, so yes. Me being a chickie, chicky, chicky, chicky scared. I was eight. Oh, what? wait, I'm getting confused. Let's <laughs> see. Now I'm feeling insecure. I'm going to be really honest with you ladies. See, I'm like, oh, I talk too much about myself. That was bad. Like I'm not, tr- <laughs> so let's just, okay. I'm not saying that I get it perfect. And I'm not saying that even if you bring up Jesus in everything, that that means that you then do everything right. Because I absolutely do not at all. So hear my heart, please. And hear the truth. Any good work in us is because of God and his good grace and his kindness that brings us to repentance that then trains us in righteousness So the fact that I can be at a coffee creamer and I'm going to immediately think like, you know what? He's teaching me like, I don't need the coffee creamer. I just need Christ. That's not because I'm so holy and oh, I bring God into everything. I was, I probably said it weird and bad and I was just laughing though. I'm sorry. Um, because it's not, it has nothing to do with me. It has everything to do with him. So please hear that. Okay. I get really insecure because I get afraid like, oh, someone's going to hear that and and take it wrong. (laughs) I'm not trying to sound to be the snotty haughty girl. <laughs> when I say hottie, it is not H O T T I E, even though I probably thought that. <laughs> I mean H A U G H T Y. Haughty, hottie, sinful, rebellious, wicked woman. Um, okay. So all this to say, when we have these public platforms. Yes, people are going to take what we say and they are going to run rampant with it and be hateful and mean because God has told us they will do this. And because of social media and how it works, yes, a lot of people, I mean, a lot of people can comment and share and respond to truth. And it feels like they're being like, It sometimes they seem like they're being so moral. Like, Oh, I can't, this is abusive. I can't, you know, blah. Like they, they stand on this principle, but it's like, you have no morality without Christ. Like you don't, you borrow from the Bible and then you twist it to fit your narrative, to fit your belief system. Like the truth, the absolute truth is the word of God, period. You don't have like you bar. they borrow you know, like morality, but then, oh, like that doesn't fit what we want. So then we're going to twist it like with abortion, like what they, they stand on this principle of, oh, but the mother's a victim. So it's like, they're so caring for the mother, but then they totally fall off the deep end when it comes to what's right for the baby. So they seem, they, they, they come off so caring, but they're not, it's wicked. It's wicked they are wolves in sometimes sheep clothing and sometimes it's not even sheep's clothing they are just straight out wolves but when you have a sensitive personality or whatever it can be hard to read that stuff it can be hard to take it in but we have to remember ladies it is going to happen and it should be happening okay and the reason i say that is if you're not living for christ and you're not giving the gospel, then yeah, you won't have any problem. You know, you fit in. Or maybe not that you fit into the world, but you're blending into the world. They don't see you. Your light is not shining in the darkness. Maybe it's under the bushel. Maybe it's under a basket. Maybe it's under the fact that you don't want to, you know, stir the pot. You don't want to cause conflict. You don't want to lose your job. You don't want to lose a friendship. You don't want people to be mad at you. You don't want people to come after you. You know, you're afraid for your life. You're afraid for your safety. There's all these things that maybe you're hiding your light under when God has told us to shine our light. Where's that verse? I have this thing printed out. Um, In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your father who is in heaven. Let your light shine before others, not so that they can look at you and say, oh, Jill is so holy. No, no, we got to stop. And I'm bad about this because I do it with Elizabeth Elliot. I do it with the Spurgeons. I do it with a lot of them like, oh, they're such know beautiful men of God, women of God. Yes, but in the same truth, no, because it's all a work of God. And I think it can become dangerous that we, if we like start seeing like these brothers and sisters as like these, "Ah." (laughs) you know, like "Ah." even Paul, like John in the Bible, like, yes, like we, we want to be like them and, but they're, they're imitating Christ. So it's not that we should be like Elizabeth Elliot. We need to be like Christ. You know, do you know what I'm saying? Are you picking up what I'm laying down? Maybe I need to think about that a lot more, but it, I just feel like, mm, like, yes, let's say, like, that's a woman of God. That's a man of God. Yes, we, that Paul and them definitely praise the churches and individuals for being godly. So that's not wrong. But I need us to remember, and I think God would want us to remember that everything holy about us is not because of us, it's in spite of us. It is all because of Him. We have got to always, always bring it right back to him, not the flesh, him. And so like that verse, yes, let your light shine before others so they may see your good works and do what? Not give glory to you, not applaud you, but give glory to your father who is in heaven. That's how you do it, ladies. It is all about him. So There's this weird movement, right? And there is truth to this, now that I'm thinking about it. Like, we don't want to be like the Pharisees where we, like, pray in public and, like, we're praying so people hear our eloquent prayers and, like, oh, how holy we are. Like, God knows the heart. He knows the motives. That's evil. You know, he says, go in your closet and pray where only God hears you. Now... You don't have to go into your closet, ladies. I had a sweet, sweet sister ask me about that. And it's like, no, honey, you can pray wherever. <laughs> it's the it's the principle of it. You know, like you don't pray so people hear how godly you are. But then there's really nothing behind it. You pray to Christ because he is worthy of our prayers. And we go to him. It's a gift. So you don't have to actually physically go into a closet. But God wants us to pray from a sincerity of seeking him, of going to him because he is a Lord and we are the creature and we are the clay and we are the dirt. And the fact that we even have this channel to him is like amazing. Like, do we even, I feel like we take advantage of it, ladies. Like, have you really thought about it? We have access to God, God. My kids were looking at a praying mantis the other day. I was looking at that thing, and I was like, praying mantises are weird. Like, they are really cool. Like a cool weird. Like what? Like all these creatures that God made. Even creatures like they're like we just discovered a fish, and you know below the the something channel, and no one has ever seen this fish. It's like that fish was down there bringing glory to God, even though no human knew it was there. But just the fact that God created it and it existed, it was bringing glory to God. And we, these wretched, sinful creatures who have rebelled and sinned against God, get to have direct access to talk to him? What? What? (laughs) We should be in constant prayer. No, Susie, can't go with you. I gotta pray. Yes, let's be those women. Like, prayer. Not so that we can be glorified, but so God can be glorified. I get excited, ladies. Oh, I'm excited. See, I'm excited about this episode. Yes, let's tell everybody. That's the point. That's what that's the point of what I'm trying to get to. Is yes, you are going to be slandered. You are going to be mocked. You're you may be even threatened physically. You may have to get a security system. And I'm all about you know being a gun carrier lawfully. Get some guns, you know, protect your family. Not to kill people. Don't take one. Don't go out there and say, Jill says to murder people. No, but I do believe. I'm so thankful for our Constitution, and I definitely believe in our right to bear arms and protect yourself. And yes, we are a family who has guns. We will protect what is ours, really what's God's, but we will protect our children. Uh, oh boy, how many followers did I just lose? <laughs> Not followers, listeners. Sisters are like, <laughs> Oh, I got all patriotic there, (laughs) but I'm just like, protect your family, like use discernment ladies. You don't go looking for trouble, but if you're just declaring the good news and trouble comes, Jesus said, yes, that will happen. They're going to hate you. They're going to hate you. But ladies, we don't live for this world. We don't. Our kingdom is in heaven. We live for a whole other world. The Bible says our citizenship is in heaven. That is the glory. That is what we're pressing on towards. Like Paul says, like we press on, we move, we keep continuing. I made a post and this is so important. Ladies, like we don't get, to, we don't start over with God, right? It's not like we fail or even if you like sin or you do something that is like really big, you know, a big deal, God doesn't put you back at the beginning and say, okay, you got to start back here. We're starting off at square one. No, no. He picks you up out of his grace and you continue when you're in him. You continually repent. That is the life of a Christian. Continual repentance. Continual being picked up by the father because he loves you. He's no longer judge to you because you're in Christ. He's now father. He calls you daughter. You're his child. You have been chosen Woo! Get into Ephesians. You have been predestined and called and chosen to shine your light, ladies. Your your greatest ministry that you're ever going to do is in your marriage and in your home, one thousand percent. Raising those kids up to know the Lord. I mean that that is it. But whether you're on social media or not, we are commanded to give the good news. Commanded. And if we're not doing that, that's a problem. It's a problem. It's a problem to believe that you love people who are in sin by not creating conflict with them because you're not telling them what the bible says and you think you're like preserving the peace that's not love it's not you're caring more about you than them you're caring more about you than obeying god's word and that is a huge problem for all, for christians in the west we are too comfortable with sin And we are too, like church discipline, these things are not, I mean, in some churches, absolutely, they are happening biblically. And it's very good. But in a lot, there's not. And it's because either the elders aren't qualified to be elders, the pastor's not doing his job, you know, that people don't know the word of God. They're not, (laughs) they're not being biblical. But Paul, man, if you, when you read about church discipline and what happens with Christians who are sinning, who don't repent, It's harsh to the flesh. And when Paul says that's how we are supposed to, you know, do it, that we don't even want to confront our quote unquote brother or sister who's in sin, active sin, because we don't want to disturb the peace. We don't want to cause a conflict. We don't want to lose their friendship. That's wrong. Love is speaking in truth. Love is wanting them to be brought to repentance and we are to love God more than we love anybody else. So we need to be sharing the gospel, ladies. The gospel is not just for unbelievers. It's for Christians too. There are so many false converts out there. I was one of, excuse me, I was one of them. And I am thankful for the people who got put in my life who told me the truth. Even on the Enneagram. I was such an Enneagram lover. And I had women message me on Instagram and say, have you looked into this? It's actually satanic. And I would get really annoyed and I would roll my eyes, but they, they risked me blocking them or unfollowing them or whatever, or, you know, coming back nasty at them to tell me the truth. And guess what? In God's timing, he brought me to repentance on it. And I'm so thankful for those women. I wasn't thankful then. But we don't know. The outcome is not up to us. It's up to God. We are just supposed to be obedient. Ladies, our light needs to shine. Shine so brightly. Listen, let's go to 1 Thessalonians. Okay, 1 Thessalonians chapter 1. Paul, Silas, and Timothy to the church of the Thessalonians in God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, grace and peace to you. We always thank God for all of you and continually mention you in our prayers. We remember before our God and Father your work produced by faith, your labor prompted by love, and your endurance inspired by hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. For we know, brothers and sisters loved by God, that he has chosen you because our gospel came to you not simply with words, but also with power. With the Holy Spirit and deep conviction. You know how we lived among you for your sake. You became imitators of us and of the Lord. For you welcomed the message in the midst of severe suffering. With the joy given by the Holy Spirit. And so you became a model to all the believers in Macedonia and uh, Akakakea. (laughs) What is that word? Uh, chaya. Chai. Chai tea. Uh Chaya. Okay, we're moving on. The Lord's message rang out. Oh, no, there it is again. The Lord's message rang out from you, not only in Mes- Macedonia and the chai place. Your faith in God has become known everywhere. Repeat that. Your faith in God has become known everywhere therefore we don't we do not need to say anything about it for they themselves report what kind of reputation you gave us they tell how you turned to god from idols to serve the living and true god and to wait for his son from heaven whom he raised from the dead jesus who rescues us from the coming wrath woo ladies This should be us. Are we making God known? Do we have a reputation for being imitators of Christ? Or do people not even know we're Christians? Is your light dim or is it shining bright for the Lord? Again, not like the Pharisees, not so that you can somehow get glory, but that God would be glorified. We cannot be afraid. This life is so short. It's so short and it may be taken from us. Yeah, someone may kill you for, for speaking up for Christ. They may kill me. They may kill your children. They may kill your, your, your husband. I don't know. But I do know that God uses everything for his glory and he has the last say and vengeance is his and the coming wrath, it's coming. What are we doing? This is not our home. This is not it. This is like a small little moment in time <clears throat> in comparison to eternity. What are we doing, ladies? Are we, are we living for God? Those neighbors around you, do they know about God? Have you told them about Jesus? I'm speaking to myself. We've gotten to know our neighbors like our physical, actual home neighbors, and we love them. They know we're Christians, but I have yet to give them the gospel. Why? It is because I'm afraid. It is because I'm afraid they're going to reject me or turn away from me, or maybe they're not going to want me, you know, coming around or talking to my kids or look after our home the way we looked after their home. You know, like there is that fear, but ladies, we need to fear God more. And shame on me. Do I not care about where they're going? Do I not care about their eternity? Why do we let fear be the Lord of our lives? You know, if you do share things online and people are, you know, retweeting them or putting them in big gossip threads... That let's use every opportunity to thank the Lord because they're literally sharing the gospel for you. <laughs> it's kind of funny when you think about it, but the very thing that they hate they're sharing and then talking about good. Who cares what they say? Who cares how mean and vile it is? It's being passed around. Maybe it'll convict somebody. We don't know. I don't know God's plan for every person, He works in mysterious ways, ladies. So if they're going to spread the news for us to slander us, sure, fine. But it's being spread. (laughs) Don't be afraid. We should be telling everybody. Everybody. Have you heard what Jesus did? do you have a Bible? Can I get you a Bible? Come to church with me. Come have dinner with our family. Be a light. And yes, a lot of it is not just what you teach. And it is. The gospel, you know, the gospel is something we give, we teach it, we share it. But a part of the light that you shine is by just how you live your life. So if you're living your life in ways that blend in with the world, they're not going to see a light. It doesn't expose their darkness, their sin. You're blending in. That's a problem. We need to be like this church where their faith has become known everywhere. Everywhere. That they have turned from idols. They have turned from sin to worship and live for the living God. And they wait for Jesus to come back. Like, think about it. This was written how long ago? And now we're here in this point of time. Are we talking to people about Jesus coming back? Because he is. He is. And we need to love God. Enough to obey his word, which is telling people about him, living our life as imitators of him, and not being afraid. He says, do not be afraid. It's not a suggestion. It is a command. And I'm telling that to myself because, yes, again, I'm the chickadee who is, I, get, I can get so fearful of man. But what can man do? Destroy the body? Okay. God's the one who destroys both body and body. And soul. He's the one we should fear. And whatever would or could happen, ladies, God is sovereign over that. Do we trust him? Do we trust him? Paul goes in talking about sufferings. He says, You know how we lived among you for your sake. You became imitators of us and of the Lord. Uh, for you welcome the message in the midst of severe suffering. With the joy given by the Holy Spirit. These things can turn into joy. Because that is the God we worship and serve. And who is. He is so good. He is so good. When Paul and Silas were flogged and beaten and ridiculed and then put in prison. They're singing worship songs. How? The Holy Spirit. God. God. Where's our faith, ladies? Let's not be afraid. Let's tell everyone. Let's share Him everywhere, all the time, 100% for His glory. Let's tell everyone. Everyone. You know the song, and you may not, and that's okay. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine this little light of mine i'm gonna let it shine let it shine let it shine let it shine hide it under a bushel no i'm gonna let it shine hide it under a bushel no i'm gonna let it shine ladies don't hide that light under fear or anything else we need to let it shine Won't let Satan in out. (laughs) There's so many lyrics. I love that song. Oh, I'm excited, ladies. I'm excited. Let's tell everyone. Are you with me? It's not really with me. Are you with God? Let's be obedient to the word of God. Ooh, let's kill our flesh. Ooh, she's going to hate it. She is how we refer to the flesh. (laughs) And she's going to hate it. And she's going to be scared. We beat her into submission with the word of God. She's got to take a knee to his lordship. We are continually being conformed to Christ, not to better versions of ourselves. We are nothing, (laughs) and he is everything. So be in the word. So that you have an answer. Study. If you're scared to get the gospel, learn. Ray Comfort has really great videos on YouTube of just sharing the gospel. Watch these things. Learn from others. Be in the word. Know scripture. Put it to memory. You can do it. Not because of yourself, but because of Christ. You don't have to have all the answers either. It's okay to say, you know, I don't know that right now, but I'll look it up. Why? Because you are not perfect. He is perfect. He is perfect, not you. And we will continually be learning, so don't be afraid. And most importantly, ladies, that light that we are to be shining needs to be shining in our homes first and foremost in your marriage and with your children that is where the light sh- that's the big that's like the big the big light should be sh- shining from the home i love you ladies let's do this let's tell everybody